It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We officially have the list of players who will be walking on Senior Day and it is a hefty, long list. What would it mean for BYU if all of those players decide to leave BYU this offseason? Well, let's talk about it on today's show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. Very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The motto is your team every day, and as such, we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Title sponsor today's today's show is our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Alright, officially the word is out on what players are going to be walking on Senior Day for BYU and upwards of 34 of them will be honored on Saturday afternoon ahead of BYU's game against Utah Tech. Now, that number, 34 players, if all 34 of these guys ultimately decide to move on from the BYU football program, it would be an absolutely crippling blow to BYU. I, I think in many ways, BYU would be forced to hit the transfer portal hard and be able to try and replenish a little bit of their roster. Do they have talent incoming to the program via their gray shirts, guys that back off of LDS missions that are going to be uh, working out this, uh, they've been working out this season them be joining the program in January? Sure. But to lose 34 players off of this roster that are most of them high-level contributors to the BYU football program would be just a, a crippling a crippling blow to the BYU football program. There are 13 members of this class that for sure are done. Their eligibility has been expired. That is running back Chris Brooks, defensive back Matthew Criddle, defensive lineman Lorenzo, Lorenzo Fawatea, defensive back Caleb Hayes, fullback Houston Haymuley, Defensive back Christopher Jackson, who's also played some wide receiver. Running back Lopini Katoa. Tight end Lane Lund. Defensive back D'Angelo Mandel. Linebacker Pepe Tanuvasa. Defensive lineman Alden Tofa. Defensive lineman Earl Tuioti Mariner. And offensive lineman Joe Tukuafu. Now, off the top of my head, looking at that, that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of those 13 guys are starters or or second string guys in the rotation for BYU. That's a hit. That There's no doubt about that. Losing those guys is going to hurt BYU's depth overall as they get ready for the Big 12. But when you combine those 13 who are all, they're done. Those guys are done. There are 24 other players who are on the list that could make a decision to trans, uh, not transfer, to decide that they are done and want to move on with their playing careers or just move on with life in general. On the offensive side of the football, we have offensive offensive lineman Clark Barrington, who's going to be on the show tomorrow. Looking forward to catching. Excuse me, catching up with him and getting his insights as to why he decided to walk. Wide receiver Braden Cosper, fellow offensive lineman of Clark Barrington's, 
Blake Freeland. Quarterback Jaron Hall, long snapper Britton Hogan, offensive lineman Harris Lachance, running back Jackson McChesney, wide receiver Puka Nakua, other wide receiver Gunnar Romney, and fullback Mason Wake. Now on that list, looking at it, every single one of those guys is either a starter or a rotation piece for BYU. If, if that entire crew decides to leave and I'm looking at that list. I I can see, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys on that list who I think very likely could decide it's time for them to move on with their playing careers and decide to do what's next. That's another crippling blow to the BYU football program. It just the the hit would be unimaginable about BYU with regards to how many of guys moving on. Now, on the defensive side of the football, the rest of the list here, linebacker Chaz Ayu, defensive back Ammon Hanneman, defensive back Malik Moore, linebacker Jackson Kafusi, defensive back Hayden Livingston, defensive lineman Atunai Samahe, kicker Jake Oldroyd, linebacker Keenan Peely, defensive lineman Alema Peely, Mike, linebacker Morgan Piper, defensive lineman Gabe Summers, linebacker Max Tooley, defensive back George Udo, and linebacker Peyton Wilgar. Folks, this list, it's extensive, it's lengthy, and it would absolutely mean that BYU was being cast backwards with regards to their overall talent base if all these guys decide to move on. Now, the likely question many of you are asking, Jake, what do you know? Which of these guys are going to move on? Uh, I'd actually venture to say that the majority of this group does move on. And that's nothing against BYU. It's nothing against these players. They have just been in the program for so long. I talked about this last week, is that BYU, they're going to have an exodus of talent out of this program. And it's coming by way of guys deciding they're going to go pro. I think guys like Jaron Hall, Puka Nakua, Gunnar Romney may be looking at their, their pro prospects and saying, you know what? It's time to chase the dream. No matter if I'm drafted or not, it's time to go after it. Do I think that Jaron gets drafted? Absolutely, I think I do. I think he does. Puka Nakua, I think it's he gets drafted. The injury history for Gunnar Romney, his talent is draft worthy, but his injury history is going to push him to an undrafted free agent slash training camp invite. He's going to have to earn it the hard way if he decides that this is it for him in a BYU uniform. But just going down this list, all of these players, every single one of them would absolutely hurt BYU's depth. But at the same time, I think that BYU understands this is the time. This is the period as to when they're going to look forward to the Big 12 and start fresh in many ways. That's the thing about this. I would imagine there are going to be a, a, a number of guys not on this list who are guys that are not going to show up on the roster next year. Whether they're walk-ons or guys who were on scholarship, they could be asked to quote-unquote move on or decide that they are quote-unquote done playing football and they're trying to move on. Apologies. I got a little bit on my back there. I'm trying to scratch it as we're going along here, but the thing about this is this is an absolutely tough pill to swallow if you're the BYU football program. There are so many guys on that list. I, I just looked at that list, and if BYU loses, like I said, every single one of them, it would absolutely just cripple BYU's chances going into the Big 12 next year. Do I expect every single one of them to leave? No, I don't. I actually think there are, there are guys on that list that are walking uh, just in hopes that whether it's maybe a medical disqualifyment, they have injury a history that they think that might ultimately get the medically disqualified by the coaches and the medical staff at BYU or they just decided, you know what? I want to keep my options open. If I decide that I'm done playing football or if I want to go pro, I just want to have that 
a day, that, that senior day, that a lot of guys maybe regret doing it. I actually can think of a couple of guys who didn't ultimately walk during a BYU senior day event, and they have regretted it. They regretted not being able to be honored by the fans, to have that moment where you run out on the field with your family and friends in attendance, hug Kevin Worthen, BYU's president, hug Kalani Satake, your position coaches, have, like I said, your parents, your, your, your significant other, all that type of stuff. Kids, if you have them, Having that moment is a very, very important moment in most of these young men's lives. And there are guys on this list, like I said, who are going to come back to BYU and they're going to do it all over again next year, potentially. They could go in out and have a second senior day. But the, the thing about this is BYU wants to make sure that all of these guys get that moment in under the sun to go out there and have BYU fans chant in their name and be able to just feel the love from Cougar Nation one last time at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Now, with regards to the overall impact of the guys who could leave, who do I think leaves, who do I think comes back, we'll get into that here momentarily. First, though, a word on our friends over at Simply Safe. If you have thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, I want you guys to listen up right now. Locked On Cougars listeners can earn, can order to be the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. You heard that right. Half off, my friends. It is their biggest offer of the year, and you will not want to miss it. The best part about it is simply safe. Do you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package theft spike nationally? It's not that surprising. Many of us are ordering stuff online. It's being delivered on a daily basis. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering that 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. The best part is Simply Safe. They have that professional monitoring. They have agents to use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe that makes you uh, they capture that critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response for anything that happens the best part is their whole home security with advanced sensors for every room window and door HD security cameras for inside and outside your home smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real and even hazard sensors to detect, detect fires floods and other threats to your home it's a marvelous system and like I said 50% off for a limited time my friends so don't miss on your opportunity to say big on the only security system that I would recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. This is their biggest discount of the year, so do not wait. Get on it now. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Today's show also brought to you in part by our friends over at Utah Community Credit Union. UCCU is offering a 15-month savings certificate right now with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Now, a number of you are probably wondering, okay, Jake, I've got a savings account. What exactly is a savings certificate? It's actually, it's a term that essentially that you put money into an account and let it grow and grow and grow with a higher rate of return, that 4.00 APY, which is far higher than any standard savings account. The best part is, you can get started for as low as $500. This is a great way to save money, whether you're a small-time, uh, I guess, saver like myself, or if you're a big-time saver, you also can cash in on this. That's the best part about it. You can go to uccu.com to learn more to get started on that savings certificate today. You also can call in with any questions you have or stop into any branch and get started there. I have been banking with UCCU literally my entire life. I have had an account since I was a small child. I love UCCU. The people there are top-notch. They're the best of the best, I feel like. And the best part is that 15-month savings certificate has an APY of 4.00%, and they have a variety of term options that match your specific needs. But more importantly, 
If inflation continues to go up like it has been, you get a chance to bump up that rate one time during that 15-month period. So take advantage of it, my friends. Stop into UCCU, any of the branches, or like I said, go online to uccu.com to learn more and get started on that savings certificate today. That's all courtesy of UCCU, Utah Community Credit Union. Love where you bank. All right, my friends, let's talk about the impact of all these transfers. Well, not transfers, but guys leaving the program for BYU. What could they ultimately uh, cost the BYU football program? Well, a lot, but a quick reminder before we do that to make sure you guys check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only the Locked On Podcast Network can provide. That's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so I ran down the list of the players, uh, 34 and cha- uh, and change of them that could ultimately depart the BYU football program this offseason. That's not including guys who may simply just decide to transfer, guys who decide as walk-ons it's time to give it up and move on with move on with life. This is simply the list of BYU players who could decide that it's time for us them to move on and they've almost exhausted their eligibility. A lot of them are redshirt sophomores or COVID sophomores slash COVID juniors who've been at BYU for four and five years. Many of these guys have had degrees in hand for well over a year at this point and been working towards master's degrees or just taking superfluous classes to keep themselves eligible to play football. Now, what is the overall impact if these guys decide it is time for them to move on? Well, uh, frankly, I think we would have to completely revamp how we think about BYU going into their Big 12 era for the BYU football program. The list I ran down, the talent base that would exit the BYU football program alone from this quote-unquote senior class, the guys who are going to be honored this Saturday, it would make me think that BYU getting to bowl eligibility next year in the Big 12 would be a, a pretty dang good accomplishment. Now, obviously, having this many guys potentially exiting the program opens up a bevy of scholarships that you could go out and use uh, to bring in transfer portal targets. We've seen a number of guys offer from the JUCO ranks over the past couple of weeks, mainly defensive backs uh, for BYU in the cornerback room for Gennaro Guilford, and obviously, by extension, the safety group under Preston Hadley slash Ed Lamb's leadership. But that would be the other thing about this. How many of these coaches would be coaching these players coming into the program? That's the other tidbit about this is is the ultimate uh, outcome of all this is a revamped coaching staff under Kalani Sitake essentially about as green a roster as BYU has had in what? The entire time that Kalani Satake has been coaching BYU? Uh, really, it might be the youngest group BYU's had since, what, that 2017 season when BYU was very, very young across the board. Think about all the freshmen, etc., that played in that 2017 season and struggled through that 4-9 and nine year going into 2018 when they went 7-6. and six. 2019, similar deal. The, the, the youth of that, we'd be going right back, it feels like, to that era for BYU under Kalani Satake's tenure. Now, does that mean that BYU could have could have learned from the past and obviously hoped to avoid a 4-9 debacle like they had in 2017? You would think so. You would think that BYU would be smart enough to have realized, okay, here's how we need to go about building things. Here's how we go about winning football games. This is what we need to focus in on with a young team to ensure success for those guys, to, to engender that confidence, help these guys feel like they can compete. But the simple fact of the matter is, if you lose, let's say, of the of these 34 players or so that are on this senior list, uh, thir- well, actually, no, th- th- even, uh, as many as, what, 37? Yeah, th- as many as 37 uh, leaving the program, you could have mass 
roster turnover? Could you hit the transfer portal and bring in a high-level quarterback, a running back, some wide receivers, offensive linemen, across the board, D-line, linebacker, defensive backs, to help bolster the position groups and promise these guys, you come in here, you're part of the Big 12. You're going to have an opportunity to contribute right away to a program that is just, they've turned over a new leaf, a new era of football for BYU, a new uh, conference affiliation they haven't had in over a decade. There are so many things going for this with BYU, but I'm terrified, uh, flat out terrified. If this many guys are going to leave the BYU football program, and like I said, not all of them are going to leave. I, I can look at this list. I would venture a guess of the guys that are going to walk on Saturday that I would guess they're going to come back. I think that Braden Cosper might consider coming back. I would assume that Jackson McChesney probably comes back. Gunnar Romney may make another run at it. Mason Wake may decide to come back. I can see Chaz Ayu, if he feels like he needs another year uh, to just get it out of his system, could come back. Amon Hanneman. Malik Moore didn't uh, play hardly at all this year. I'd actually venture a guess that he's more than likely coming back. We also have guys like Jackson Kafusi, Nisa Mahe, who has said that he is interested in coming back already. Uh, like I said, this list of guys, they're all being honored just simply uh, to avoid the awkwardness of being like, well, I guess my playing career is over. I didn't get to get honored on senior day for BYU. So do I think all 37 of these guys leave? No, but I think the majority of them do. That uh, uh, 20 plus of these guys, I think leave the program and just the the amount of bodies and the names that I listed off that 20 plus of those guys, those are first and second string players pretty much up and down the board for the BYU football program would be absolutely crippling to BYU's chances going into the Big 12. But where you lose guys, lose bodies, lose that type of talent, there's also opportunity. Like I said, you can hit the transfer portal. You can look at junior college ranks. You have a huge class of, of what we call gray shirts, guys that are home off of missions who have been standing by attending a couple of classes here and there, but also working out mainly this season, getting ready to join the program in January. You're opening up new opportunities for all of those guys to step in and be contributors right away to the BYU football program. So, yes, you're losing a, a, a bevy of talent. You'd be losing a ton of guys out of this program, turning over the roster. Like uh, I said, if, if you were to lose all of these guys, plus maybe some just the natural attrition of roster, what are you looking at? 50 guys from 123-man roster turned over in a year's time? It's crazy to consider the amount of turnover that BYU could face. But like I said, it opens up opportunities. Now, a couple of notes real quick as with regards to this week against Utah Tech. It is senior night, and two guys in particular that we talked about on this list are not listed on BYU's depth chart right now, meaning typically when they've been removed from the depth chart, it typically means they've had season-ending injuries. And those two guys, Christopher Brooks, who has been dealing with a hamstring injury, he is no longer listed at running back for BYU. The co-starters at running back include Pini Katoa, Miles Davis, and Hinkley Ropati. No Chris Brooks there. And then a linebacker at the uh, the rover position, which Peyton Wilgar has manned most of the season before getting injured. He is no longer listed on that depth chart. It's Jackson Kafusi as the starter at rover for BYU, meaning that I think that we've maybe seen the final the final snaps of both Christopher Brooks and Peyton Wilgar's careers at BYU. It's crazy to think about, but uh, you, you wish these guys well. That's, that's one thing about this like I probably should also add is that every single one of these guys have put their heart and soul, their bodies, their life and limb on the line to play for the BYU football program. And we can all be appreciative of that, I feel like. If you can't, I would encourage you to re, kind of reassess where you stand as a fan because this has been a really, really fun era for the BYU football program. Like I said, it was a slow climb. 
Going through that 2017 season was pure agony. Any of you who remember how far down BYU was in 2017, they turned over the offensive coaching staff. Jeff Grimes comes in. They start uh, Zach Wilson as a true freshman. Uh, started multiple linemen, guys like Clark Barrington, Blake Freeland, have started for many, many years in a row for the BYU football program. And it's been a climb. It was a slog for those t- the 2018 and 2019 season. A payoff year came in the way of the 2020 season with the COVID-19 pandemic raging. They followed it up with a 10 win season a year ago. Obviously, this season's not gone according to plan. They're sitting at 5-5. Five and five, Expected to maybe get to 7-5 and five before bowl season, but you get to 8-5 and five and you've won, what, would that be 29 games over the previous three seasons going into the Big 12? You would have accomplished a lot for BYU and those guys should be appreciated for all of their efforts. No matter if they decide to come back or not, on senior day, every single one of these young men deserves, deserves those that, that raucous crowd. I know it's going to be cold. It's not supposed to be the warmest day, but it's actually supposed to be dry. That's a positive for a mid to late November game. The only thing you can ask for is it for it to be sunny, ideally, and not to have weather in the forecast. And those are the two things I think BYU is going to avoid this week. The temperature won't be very high. It's going to be in the mid-40s, I think, at the very, very highest on Saturday. But... At the same time, get out there, support these players, and wish them well. No matter if they ultimately decide to come back to BYU for next year, they deserve the love and appreciation of Cougar Nation. I would encourage you guys, if you have the opportunity to do it, get out to Lavelle Edwards Stadium and celebrate Senior Day with a huge senior class. And like I said, I know not all of them are seniors. 13 of them officially are seniors, but a number of guys who are deciding, you know what, I want to keep that, my options open, and I'm going to go out and be celebrated by these fans. I would encourage as many many fans as are capable of making it to the game, please do so and honor these young men because they deserve it. But at the same time, if the majority, like I said, I expect the majority of them to exit the program, it's going to open up huge opportunities going into the Big 12. The youth and inexperience for BYU that would be on that roster, it's both terrifying and also at the same time somewhat intriguing because we haven't seen this uh, green of a roster that on paper, at least looking at it for BYU, we've not seen that inexperience of a roster in many, many years. And what can that group accomplish? Will it be a slow climb? Obviously, because the big 12 is going to exact a huge toll on the BYU football program. They have got so much going against them going into this, but at the same time, it's a huge opportunity at the same time for the BYU football program. And I, for one, uh, I'm intrigued to watch it all play out. Obviously we'll be tracking all that news as it comes down the pipe for you guys to make sure that you guys are apprised of who is in, who's out, who's going on to the NFL, what guys decided, you know what, it's just time to hang up the cleats and move on with life. We'll have that all covered for you right here on Locked on Cougars. All right, that is going to do it for that portion of the football talk here on today's show. We'll catch up on some of the news and notes involved in BYU athletics as well as some BYU basketball notes as we round out today's show. But first, a word on our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer to esports. We've got it all at BetOnline. The best part about this is, folks, This is the best time of year to be a sports fan. The World Cup is starting up. The NBA is underway. The NFL is absolutely rolling right now. College football is coming down the home stretch. It is the best place speaking of BetOnline, to check it all out. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those on BetOnline as well, just like this show, my friends. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get you all your betting fix needs. Uh, Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more now. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. 
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. It's so much fun uh, to be doing our thing here on Locked On Cougars. But some big games uh, coming up. One today and then one later this week I wanted to highlight before we move on here. First off, today, BYU women's basketball. Off to a tough start this season. And uh, some of you reached out on YouTube and said, what's the story with Jeff Judkins, Jake? And honestly, folks, everything I've heard about Jeff Judkins is that he was asked to move on from BYU and why you ask a guy who has had the most success in many many years from the women's basketball perspective to leave a program I don't get it but they decided to make the move and BYU's off to a tough start this year they're 0-2 and they welcome in now number 16 ranked Oklahoma to the Marriott Center this afternoon it'll be a three o'clock mountain time tip-off if you want a mid-afternoon uh, way to get away from work get out to the Marriott Center and watch BYU in the Sooner Square off Oklahoma is 2-0 to start their season like I said they're ranked number 16 in the Associated Press Top 25 they finished last year 25-9 making it to the second round of the NCAA tournament BYU and Oklahoma played an absolute class Classic last year. Oklahoma leads the overall series 6-2, winning last year 99-91 in overtime. And it's going to be a tough game for BYU to avoid an 0-3 start uh, for the women's basketball program, but that's why you play these games. You got to go out and prove it. And that's, that's the thing about this. I don't. I did not agree with Jeff Judkins, uh, no matter how they want to term it, being let go, forced out, no matter what you want to term it. He was not uh, intent on leaving BYU when he left. Let me be very clear about that. I've had enough conversations with folks. Uh, Juddy has been, uh, he's been the bigger man, has not been on the record uh, disparaging things. He had a really good run at BYU, but the simple fact of the matter is you think about how good BYU still could have been this year with some of the pieces that left the program and with Juddy kind of that steady hand, that steadying hand that has been, that had been leading BYU for two decades on the women's basketball side of things, losing him, it hurt BYU and it's hurt BYU right now. Does that mean that the new staff can't have success at BYU? No, that absolutely means Amber Whiting, she could be the next great women's basketball coach. I'm not saying that she can't be that, but the talent that exited the program, most notably Shaley Gonzalez, who is now suiting up for the University of Texas, who's a very highly thought of program in its own right. But to have lost her, uh, I know that you kept some pieces on the roster like uh, Lauren Gustin, etc. But it just, it feels like in some ways the BYU women's basketball program kind of short-circuited itself in, in an attempt to get ahead of the Big 12 era. Uh, did they need to do that? Maybe, maybe not, but... It is what it is. So we're looking forward to that game. Like I said, 3 o'clock, if you want to tune in, that'll be on BYU TV if you want to tune in uh, if you can't make it out to the Merritt Center. Now, the other note I have for you guys before we go on today's show is the number 6 seed uh, BYU Women's Soccer is headed to North Carolina for the second round of the NCAA tournament. They'll be facing number 14 seed Stanford Thursday afternoon. The match has been scheduled for a 2 o'clock Eastern time start. That's noon mountain time. The game will be carried live on BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio app, and BYU Radio 107.9 FM. And if you want to tune into a live stream it will be streamed live on ESPN plus now BYU has made 22 NCAA tournament appearances including five sweet 16s so if BYU can win in this round of the tournament that'd be their sixth sweet 16 
in BYU football history. They've also made it to two elite, elite eights and a college cup final, obviously, last year, making that run to the national title match. Does BYU have the firepower to make that deep of a run this year? Only time will tell. The offense that BYU had relied upon so heavily last year was decimated in many ways, uh, in many ways due to graduations and, and athletes moving on from the program into the professional ranks, etc. But they found that firepower last week in a 3 0 uh, win over UVU. If you recall, BYU did lose to UVU 4 2 earlier on this season, and it was a nice uh, get right moment for BYU to reassert their dominance over the Wolverines. But Stanford, a very rich history that BYU is going up against on Thursday. Uh, BYU will have to uh, contend with a Stanford team that finished its its regular season number one in the Pac-12 and number seven nationally. They're 17-2-2 on the year. They went 9-1-1 in the Pac-12. So this is going to be a tough matchup for BYU. They obviously have their work cut out for them as they head to, uh, to North Carolina. The crazy thing about this is having both Stanford and BYU make the trip to Chapel Hill, North Carolina for that matchup. You could have had them play closer to home, but that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles, and that's where things lined up for BYU and Stanford. So, looking forward to the matchup. It's a big opportunity for Jennifer Rockwood and her squad. Obviously, uh, Stanford, very, very good. Uh, Paul Ratcliffe, their head coach, has got a legendary record. 356 wins against 66 losses and 34 uh, ties in 20 seasons at Stanford. Jennifer Rockwood, she's got a great record in her own right. 435 wins, 125 losses and 53 ties in 28 seasons at BYU. These are two very experienced coaches taking two very, very good squads head-to-head and uh, matching it up in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And I can't wait. This is the best time a year. If, if you're a sports fan, like I said earlier, if you like sports, this is the sports equinox. Every sport under the sun is playing. I know the baseball just wrapped up with their World Series, but the best part is you still have hockey, you got basketball, you got soccer. There, there's just so much to digest. And well, obviously, anything with the BYU angle, we'll be happy to to, uh, to uh, pass it along to you guys. But it's just a, it's a crazy, crazy time. But at the same time, a really, really fun time. At the same time, uh, to watch uh, the BYU. You teams uh, do their thing. Now, final note before we go on today's show is we want to express our condolences and send our well wishes to the University of Virginia football program. A former uh, Virginia football player who was a walk-on has been suspected and has been arrested on the on the in the killing of three football players and wounding two other students. One of them, a current member of the Who's football program. That's just a, it's an awful. Awful situation. Junior receiver Lavelle Davis of Dorchester, South Carolina. Junior receiver Devin Chandler of Huntersville, North Carolina. And then junior defensive end slash linebacker Deshaun Perry out of Miami, Florida. All three of them killed in just an absolutely senseless tragedy. And I just, I want to express my condolences, my well wishes, my love, my thought, my prayers. They all go out to the University of Virginia, obviously to the young men who lost their lives in this tragedy. But at the same time, express my love to their families. Uh, I don't know any of these young men from Adam, but I know that Micah Harper was very, very close with at least the current BYU defensive back was very, very close with at least one member of the Virginia football program that was killed in this shooting. Just an awful, awful deal. And like I said, unimaginable tragedy in our hearts and our thoughts, prayers, uh, all the well wishes that we can muster are being expressed and shared with the Virginia football family at this time. All right, that'll do it for us on today's edition of the show. A huge thank you once again 
for your support of the podcast as always. Uh, apologies, my voice still not back to 100%. Folks, whatever is going around in the community right now, the 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 the, the cold, I, I was never officially diagnosed with anything other than a rhinovirus. Whatever it is, it is just absolutely wreaked havoc with my voice. So thank you for bearing with me over the past week or so, but a big thank you for your support as always and for making us your first listen of the day. Make your second listen our friends over the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Josh Neighbors does a great job getting you ready and get you uh, caught up on everything going on in the Big 12. Shane Lyons, the athletic director of West Virginia, fired from his position yesterday. Man, crazy, crazy times across the Big 12. And obviously, a new advisory council for a B, for Big 12 commissioner, uh, Brett Yormark. Guys like Garth Brooks are a part of this advisory council. It's a business kind of advisory deal. Very, very cool stuff. And we'll probably dig into that as the week progresses as well. But if you want to get more on that, check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast, free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like this one. All right, that'll do it for us. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for your support, as always, of Locked On Cougars. And until tomorrow, have a good one. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.